Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome back. It is Tuesday, September 28th. And uh, I'm glad that you joined us again uh, on the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. Once again, my name is Steve Durr, and I'm your host uh, for this week. And we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Brendan McClanahan again. Um, So excited to have you again. Um, I think we had a great conversation yesterday. I love the insights you shared with us. Um, I'm looking forward to four more days of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you for, again, being willing to do this. Um, so normally, Brendan, on Tuesdays, we give, well, we call them Testimony Tuesdays, and we give our um, guests a chance to kind of share a Jesus story. So maybe it's, you know, when you first um, realized you had a personal relationship with Jesus, maybe it's something that he's been working on in your life recently, or maybe over a time, period of time. But is there a, a Jesus story that you'd be willing to share with us today? Uh, sure. I'll just give you a little insight into some of the things that um, I'm learning right now. Um, oh, perfect. Relationship with God. Um, I So we're part of a, a house church right now, and um, it's actually a continuation of some of the things we started back in 2020, and that's still going on. And it's been a really um, key piece of our discipleship as a family and to watch like our girls this last Sunday we met and uh, be holding hands around the table, you know, serving communion with our kids and passing the mm. bread around and knowing that they get it, they understand yeah. and that they, um, they love being in worship together and um, they have their own sense of faith, you know, for their, um, in their own story. So thankful for that, but we're reading through Luke right now. So we're just reading through, you know, Luke 18, 19, 20, 21. And what we do is, um, we'll open up with a meal and sing some songs together. And, and then we, um, we usually, some of the kids, we invite the kids if they want to, they can be dismissed and watch their own little, you know, Bible show, but um, some of them stick around and we just read straight through two chapters of Luke and we just okay. pause and just talk about anything that's sticking out to us. And it's really nice to be able to go through big chunks of scripture together. And one of the things I realize I'm realizing right now is how much Jesus talks about money. Mm. and how how many of his stories have to do with generosity versus scarcity um you know uh the the way that the pharisees um devour the homes of the widows versus the way that zacchaeus choose to turn from those ways and to um, actually pay back the people he's in debt to so um that's something that's kind of on my heart right now is how do i want to invest um even my finances, but also my heart into the kingdom of God outside of ourselves and just step up our own giving. So just being discerning about that and trying to figure out what, what does it look like for us to support things that God is calling us to? So we're discerning that. Um, And then also um, in there in Luke, I'm also reading through Luke with my staff at Cyclical Inc. And um, we're at a different part where we're talking about, um, we're talking about the, the, the parable or the story of the, the uh, gardener who has a fig tree and tells his, you know, um, his worker, 
chop this tree down. It's not producing any fruit. And he says, please just give me one more year and I'll, I'll dig around and put manure around it. And, and, you know, if it doesn't produce fruit next year, then you can chop it down. And just this image of grace and patience for when we don't see fruit coming um, and being patient enough to, to, um, to see God turn things around that maybe I don't see um, life coming from something, but you know, Jesus uh, hasn't mm. finished with it yet. So, yeah. so those are some things I'm, I'm learning and, and trying to absorb right now. Oh, well, that, that's um, awesome to hear. And I, it, as you're speaking and talking about it, it just reminded me that um, I'm sure that this is not the first time you've ever read through Luke, that over your however many years you've been alive, you've read Luke many times, but yet you are gleaning new things from it now and this this time reading through it. And just again, it reminds us that God's word is living and it's something that um, we can read it a thousand times and on a thousand first time glean something different and something yep. new from it so that's that's an encouragement that sounds uh, like a segue steve yeah yeah that is a segue to psalms 26 so today we're reading psalm 26 um tuesday is usually when we read psalms this is a psalm of david um brendan would you be willing to read that for us and then we'll yeah. jump into talking about it i'm reading out of the niv okay perfect vindicate me lord for i have led a blameless life i have trusted in the lord and have not faltered Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for I have always been mindful of your unfailing love, and I have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I associate with the hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of the evildoers and refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. Do not take away my soul among, along with sinners, my life with those who are bloodthirsty, in whose hands are wicked schemes, whose right hands are full of bribes. I lead a blameless life. Deliver me and be merciful to me. My feet stand on level ground. In the great congregation, I will praise the Lord. Thank you for that. Um, so as we, as I read that, as I was preparing for this, I was caught off guard. I don't know if that's the right word, but just, it opens with vindicate me, O Lord, for mm -hmm. I have um, led a blameless life. And I, I don't know, it just hit me in a way, like, do we have the right to demand things of God? Mm -hmm. um, you know, for, for David to give and say, hey, vindicate me, God, I, I'm this blameless guy. And I've done all these righteous things. Um, and so you got to vindicate me. You got, you got to stand up for me. Um, and he goes on to say, and don't punish me like you punish the sinners. Um, and I don't, know, maybe that was just the, when I read it that time, it hit me that way, but I almost kind of like paused and said, is this an okay thing for someone to ask God to do? Hmm. I don't know. What do you, yeah. Um, I, 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 I mean, I hear what you're saying. The, he's crying out for God to rescue him. And I think, honestly, that's probably the only thing we can ask from mm. God in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of Job in, in these, in saying these words, you know, yeah. God, Job saying, I've led a blameless life. You know, that's how yeah. he's described in, in, in the first chapter is a man who's righteous and blameless. 
Um, I also hear a lot of, obviously, David through here, you know, afraid of his enemies. Mm, yeah. Um, I could also imagine uh, Jesus on the cross um, saying these words, um, you know, into your hands, I've committed my spirit. Um, and Jesus being able to ultimately be the only one who could really say he's blameless and asking God to rescue him. And so I think ultimately this psalm finds its anchor in Christ who, um, who can stand before the entire world for the entire universe and say, even though I'm blameless, I still need someone to rescue me. Mm. Even though I'm the son of God, I need some, I need God to rescue me. And, um, I think it's, it's one of the only true prayers that we can pray with Jesus. Um, so to me, this passage is, um, showing that even our blamelessness, even if we were to have any kind of blamelessness or righteousness of our own, um, we, it doesn't get us away from needing to be rescued. You know, hey. if David's right here, let's assume David's right. And he has led a blameless life, you know, even yeah. he's probably exaggerating. I've led a blameless life. Oh Lord. He's still asking God to save him. Meaning it doesn't really matter. You know, um, it, it matters as far as being able to come to God and saying, I'm doing this honestly, but in the end, he still needs a rescuer. Um, again, he doesn't need to be perfect. This is what it reminds me of yesterday's passage. He doesn't yeah. need perfection. He needs rescuing. And, um, and so that's what I was, I was thinking about here in this passage. Um, if he really was so blameless, maybe he wouldn't have so many enemies, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, so yeah. what he really needs is is vindication is is someone to rescue him and okay. um and so that's what i was meditating on on this passage okay. yeah and maybe it was when i read in in conjunction with job where job didn't ask to be tested he oh, just yeah. he just was and now david's saying hey put me to the test um uh-huh. and so just maybe the words but you're right i mean it, um if you look at it through the um the lens of christ and a lot of times with psalms you can do that it's it's something that well there's david that wrote it um you know like psalm 23 about the good shepherd it's really about christ it's about jesus and what he did so from that standpoint yeah jesus was blameless um and he still did need god to vindicate him Um, right yeah you know how on on the cross jesus says my god my god why have you forsaken me that's a line of a psalm and i i imagine jesus singing through all of the psalms always on the cross yeah and so whenever i read psalms i um i try to imagine it doesn't always work but i try to imagine um jesus singing it on the cross Mm. oh wow how this takes on a different meaning if you think about it in the mouth of jesus on the cross and it usually helps unlock the psalm in a new way yeah i think is it psalm 22 i think that it's i mean i that was um yeah, Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken mm-hmm. me? Why are you so far from saving me? That that um, chapter, almost word for word, could be Jesus saying it and describing what happens on the cross. And so um, that that's one way I think oftentimes where that's definitely a Jesus um, psalm, if you will. So Yeah, imagine a yeah. few minutes after he says that on the cross, getting to, you know, our Psalm 26. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're thinking like literally he, he starts with Psalm one and I don't know what order, oh, but yeah. I, I just, okay. going <laughs> yeah, no, he's probably has them all memorized. He's, oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 
good. And yeah, so what else? I mean, I kind of jumped off and you kind of responded to kind of my, my take um, on No, it, that but... was the main thing I, I wanted to reflect on. I mean, if I was to add anything else, um, it's obvious that the person who's writing this is literally in, um, in the temple. You know, yeah. um, they're, they're talking about, um, you know, being in the house of the Lord and, um, and uh, my feet stand on level ground in the great congregation, I'll praise the Lord. So um, it's, uh, it's obvious this person is in the house of the Lord. And also it reminds me of Psalm 1 with, um, you know, um, blessed is one who's not uh, standing in the way of sinners, sit, mm-hmm. sit in the seat of mockers. Um, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord under the law to meditate day and night. So it reminds me uh, when these verses four through seven, I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I associate with hypocrites. I bore the symbol of the evildoers. Um, this idea of wanting, you know, drawing a line between um, who I'm spending time with. Am I spending time, you know, in, in the company of hypocrites or am I spending time in the house of God? Um, so yeah. And again, that brings us back to the Job thing of, of being in, in the council. And, you know, you open up this question, like, do we deserve um, to ask anything from God like this? And um, yeah. I think that's one of the really cool messages of Job is that the council of God by the Holy Spirit, by Christ's sacrifice on the cross and the Holy Spirit, when we pray, it is literally us opening the door into the heavenly throne room and standing mm. and, and and lifting our voice and adding to the council. Like we get to step into the, the throne room, like, like Psalm 26, you know, vindicate me, Lord. We get to step mm. in the throne room and petition God mm. of his council um, on behalf of others, on behalf of ourselves um, before God. And um, I think that's one of the, the, the powerful things about this is that David knows that God hears him and is listening to his cry and may not do everything G- David says, but at least it's being weighed honestly and, and justly in God's yeah. time. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And I think that's a great way to end just saying that, um, you know, we do have that opportunity, that permission to be able to enter the throne room of God and bring to him all our concerns and, and to say, God rescue me. You know, um, I, I try my best to live the way that you want me to live. Um, I just need you to, to rescue me and strengthen me. So as ladies and gentlemen, as you go out through, go throughout your day, um, take every opportunity you can to enter the throne room of God and just bring before him your concerns, your petitions, and trust that he will uh, take care of them for you. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.